Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. You're listening to my podcast about healing after narcissistic abuse. Welcome. Hi, this is Claire from Come Back Brighter. So today I want to share with you a story. And this is a little bit embarrassing, but I'm hoping that in sharing this, then it will help you. So it will all be worthwhile. And the story I have to share with you is about a meat spoon. So this was a special spoon that we used to feed our animals. So to scoop the meat out of the uh, can and pop it into the dog, the dog or cat bowl. And, and I remember this very, very clearly. I was stood in my kitchen in my old house and my husband was stood next to me at the sink and he turned to me and he said, can you please rinse the meat spoon? He didn't say it quite as dramatically as that. He just said it in his normal voice. There was no, no, nothing special about it. No tone, no anger, no frustration, no nothing. Because for some reason he finds that meat spoon particularly repulsive. He's got this thing about the animal meat. I don't know. I don't understand it, but it's not up to me to understand it. And instead of being and behaving like a rational, normal, loving wife, I went mental. I started shouting at him. I felt deeply and personally attacked for him asking me to rinse the meat spoon. I felt like he was criticizing my housework. I felt like he was saying that I wasn't good enough. I thought he was saying that I didn't do enough. The house wasn't clean enough, it wasn't tidy enough. That I didn't look after our son well enough. So from all those things, so from just that really, really simple question, I absolutely exploded. And what resulted from that was a row that went on all night. All night as in like, we didn't row all night, but we were rowing for a good few hours. And then when we went to bed, I absolutely refused to let it go. I was absolutely determined that he would know how disgusted I was that he had criticized me and my housekeeping, my, my motherly caring and my wifely caring as he had done. So, so he asked me if, if I was all right and I responded with that four letter word, fine. Now it's amazing how much emotion you can put into just that really simple word and how from your tone of your voice and no doubt your body language too you can portray that things are absolutely and most certainly not fine they are fine And he didn't know how to get through to me when I'm, that's it, I'm, that's it. My defenses are down, you've criticized me, I'm feeling under attack, all my stuff comes out then. That's when like all my baggage 
is revealed. All the stuff I'm still carrying around with me just comes out. And this didn't even stop. So we went to, we went to sleep. The next morning, I was still grumpy with him. I was still one-word answers. If I could ignore him, I would. If I had to answer, it would only be with one-word answers. And so this eked out for a really long time. Now, the other thing as well is not only was it that one question and, and the ensuing argument that came from it, and then me being deeply unpleasant that evening and then again the next day. What happens then is I find that I'm kind of like, like swamped. I'm kind of overwhelmed with all these niggling doubts I have about myself, all these insecurities. And it's like they're waiting in the wings all the time, just waiting to, to peep out and to say, right, Let's get her. Let's go and attack her. Let's let's go and launch ourselves on her. And that's what happened afterwards. Now, I've been in this situation previously quite a few times. However, I wasn't aware enough at the time to know what was actually really happening. Because what actually happened was, it wasn't about the meat spoon. It was not my husband criticizing me. It was not me not working hard enough. It was not a reflection on my being a wife or a mother. It was none of those things. What it was, was a complete trigger for me. A complete trigger for me. Because my father would, he would never ever actually outright say anything. Anything that he had to say would be like cloaked in the tote like so what it, what he was actually saying sounded neutral but the way that he said it and his meaning behind it were completely different so he could have said that about the meat spoon and actually he meant all the stuff that i took my husband as meaning that he was criticizing my housekeeping my looking after my husband my looking after my child all the rest of it that's what that's how he worked and what happened was just for that split second, as soon as my husband asked that question, was I was taken right back to dealing with my father when he would covertly pick at me or criticize me or make me feel like I was not good enough, which he did very, very frequently. And so that, so that whole meat spoon thing was not about the interaction to my, with my husband. It was about how that triggered me into realizing or, or thinking that this was my father again, making some sort of covert dig at me. And I felt comfortable enough with my husband that instead of just taking what I thought was his covert dig into kind of defending myself. But what would often happen from these triggers would be sometimes potentially for months, the consequences of that one trigger. So, like I said, all this stuff would be waiting in the wings to come out and attack me. So it would be all the stuff about my family, all the stuff about the fact that they never cared about me. There must be something wrong with me because they never cared about me and none of them cared about me. And I'm the common denominator. So it must be me that's the problem. And 
and I'm a terrible wife and, and I don't do enough of these things for my son. And all these things piled on and piled on. And then what would happen would be I would want to take a, a step back from my life. So I'd start to isolate myself. I'd start to ask myself questions about my husband, about my friends, about everything in my life. I question absolutely everything. And then, then that would be the beginning of the downward spiral, which would then, you know, just like this, these things waiting in the wings, they come and they come and they come and they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't stop. It would be all of it until I just wanted to curl up in bed and just go to sleep, just sleep and not wake up, just to have an escape from it, just to not have to deal with it, just to not feel like just an utterly crap human being. And sometimes months later, I'd have to crawl. I'd have to crawl my way out of that pit. I, 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 know, I know now the signs. I know can, I can recognize now when I'm heading that direction again and I can do things to shift things up so I don't have to walk that same pathway again. So my question to you then is, do you have a story like the meat spoon? I know when it comes to my husband, I have, I've been with him for a long time. He's been with me through a lot. And I know that he is, him and my son are the two that are going to trigger me the most. They're going to be the most challenging. They're going to bring up all the crap. They're going to bring up all the bits of me that, that I haven't healed, both of them. But he's also a safe place where I can be angry, where I can say how I feel. But that whole meat spoon thing, I realize now it's completely my issue. I completely, I was completely triggered. And I went straight into fight mode. Straight into like attack mode from it. And, and I'd mastered the art of passive aggression. I'd mastered the art of kind of giving the silent treatment because I'd seen it so well modeled for me by my father. And so these are all the things that I was doing to my husband. And it's only actually now talking to you about it that I realized that that's what actually I was doing. But I never wanted to be anything like my father. So what I realize now is that Whenever that comes again, whenever that same kind of overwhelming rage takes me over, because that's what it felt like. It just felt like just an, an instant reaction. That rage came on me. Pff, I've got to react straight away. That is 100% and entirely a trigger. And it's entirely my issue. So do you have these too? Do you have these issues that trigger you? Do you have times when you feel really, really angry? And those times are kind of out of proportion with what's actually happening. 
or do you feel other times just utterly, utterly terrified and frozen? Because that's also a trauma response. So now I realize, now I realize anytime any of this stuff comes up, it's up to me to deal with it. So now what I will say to my husband will be, something's come up. I just need to sit with it for a little while. And, and sometimes what I'll do is I will just leave the room. And, that, and that's not because I'm not storming out in a big huff like I would have done previously, slamming doors, all the rest of the drama. Because don't forget as well, we are addicted to this drama. This is, this is what it's like to live in a narcissistic household. It is the constant trauma, the constant drama going on all the time. So if my dad was triggered, he wasn't the guy to walk out of the room and slam the door, but he was the one to be utterly silent for sometimes days on end, not speaking to that person if he'd been triggered. So it's what we're used to seeing but it's also used to that atmosphere that we're used to where it is constant drama, constant things, constant stress, constant anxiety. And when you've seen that between your parents, then some of that might be reflected in your marriage or your partner, your partner if you're not married. That might be reflected in your relationship. That same dynamic. But I ask you, is that really you? Because, because the triggers are your trauma and, and the drama is, is a, again, a consequence of being habituated to that kind of drama as a child. So, so it's those two things. It's the, tra the trauma that we've gone through, that's the trigger. There's, there's something about that particular circumstance that reminds us through of a traumatic instance that we've been through previously. It's not that actual specific circumstance. There's something about it that reminds us. Now, every time a trigger comes up, that's a chance to heal. That's a chance to work through exactly what's going on. But to also understand that these reactions that we have are, are from our trigger but also the drama that it comes packaged up in as well, the kind of bows and all the rest of the stuff that comes with it. That's all part of our childhood, our upbringing, what we're used to. So if you can understand that, that's where you're coming from. I think that gives you greater understanding of why you might react in the way that you do. Now, I'm not saying that the only trigger thing I've ever had is the meat spoon. But I've got to say, it's one of the most ridiculous. And <laughs> do you have your own meat spoon story? Do you have your own ridiculous things that trigger you? And often it will be the same things. Often it will be the same things that come up in your relationship over and over and over again. And if it keeps on coming up, then it's not healed. If it keeps on appearing, if you keep on being re-triggered 
and going off into that drama thing again, then there's something still there that needs to be healed. Because the meat spoon thing for me is not a thing anymore. I've realized that's all part of my kind of martyr complex that I have as well from my mother. In fact, both my mother and my father were both martyrs to the family. And I see now how, how that meat spoon kind of tapped into that. He was criticizing me and I'm such the martyr. I do all the work in this house and I do everything and you're criticizing me over the meat spoon. So that's, that's where that came from. But now I realize if I'm feeling that, I can ask for help and I will ask for help. So there's a way around these things. So it's not the end of the world if you've been triggered. It's not the end of the world if you're in that kind of post-trigger suffering spiral that you go into for months. But realize that it's all a pattern. Realize that it's the trigger. Realize what happens to you after you're triggered and then months, maybe even later. And track it all back. And if you can work through that trigger, you can heal that trigger and you won't experience that same trigger again. And that is liberating. But there are lots of trigger issues. We all have lots and lots of trigger issues. But as you start to see them as something to be healed, as soon as you start to see them as something that come, that's coming up that needs you to work through and it can be healed, then that's very freeing. So I hope that that helps. Now, don't forget, I am here for you if you need me. So either comment below or email me, Claire. Come back brighter at gmail.com. Bye.